It is the last day of March 2022. This is Baseball Today. That is my man T. Ploof. I am Chris Rose. What are you looking at over there? Are you, What are you studying? I'm not studying anything. Oh, okay. Looking at you, big boy. You look good today. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Always. I, yeah, I feel better. Yesterday, I thought, I thought you were going to have to bury me after I did my <laughs> morning workout before the show. This time, I've waited until afterwards. So, Whew. nice. Yeah. Hey, summertime's coming up. I know you don't want that dad bod. Oh no, it's, it's here to stay. I've kind of, yeah. Maybe you do want the dad bod. I don't know what Michelle likes. I not this. (laughs) (laughs) We can get to that. That's fine. All right. So um, interesting column that came out in the athletic on Thursday uh, talking with Brian Cashman. And uh, they were talking about how it's been more than a dozen years since the Yankees last played in the World Series. And he said, well, hold on, hold on. The only thing that stopped us was something that was so illegal and horrific. So I get offended when I start hearing we haven't been to the World Series since 09 because I'm like, well, I think we actually did it the right way. Pulled it down, brought it back up, drafted well, traded well, developed well, signed well. The only thing that derailed us was a cheating circumstance that threw us off. Okay, um, so is he on track or way off base here? I think he's way off base. I took the temperature of like Yankees Twitter, even asked uh, uh, Jake, and, and I've seen what Joe's has said about this. It just is a weird time to do it. I don't understand. That we're going into 2022. Let's, let's talk about that. And you know what? Like If they did make the World Series in 2017, they faced a 104-win Dodger team. Say they lose that. Does that change anything? I think Yankee fans feel the same about the last win being in 09 and nothing since then. Just making it to the World Series once, what does that change? That's kind of my thinking. Um, you know, I can understand some frustration maybe, but like it's just a weird time to say it. Uh, so I like don't like this at all. It makes, it makes Cashman kind of look weak to me. It's an excuse. It's an excuse. I mean, I, I don't understand it. Like th- this has been the longest drought uh, between appearing in, in world series. It feels like in forever. Right. I mean, yeah, they had a longer one from 81 through 96, but still the Yankees had so much success in that little short run at the turn of the century that you thought, well, they do it every year. And now that they haven't done it in over a decade, people are well, at least one guy's looking for excuses. I-, I think it's ridiculous. Like, So are the Phillies fans supposed to say, well, we would have won back-to-back titles in 08 and 09 if A-Rod wasn't juicing? Exactly. Is this the road we really want to head down? Because if so, then every sport can have some sort of excuse. Like to me, it's just, it's preposterous. It's ridiculous. All he had to say was, listen, we haven't gotten it done. Were we close in 2017? Yes, we were. Were we close in 2019? Yes, we were. But the fact is, we haven't gotten it done. How about just saying it's hard? Hell, yes, it is. It's hard to go to the World Series. Only two teams every single year out of 30 get to do it. So, yeah, I don't like that excuse. Hey, if you really do think that, there are times to talk about it. Right now, before the 2022 season is about to start, not the time to talk about it. Yeah, and by the way, just because you throw on a Yankees uniform and have the NY on your hat, that doesn't mean that you're automatically headed to the world series. Like this isn't some sort of privilege that it's hard as shit to get there. It really is. And just to make the playoffs every season, to me, that's an accomplishment. After that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So 
I mean, the Yankees Look, haven't been the best organization in the sport over the last decade. They just I haven't was, I was just going to say that. They're a good organization, but they they're not in the top three organizations in baseball right now. I don't think and so. I think, and I think Yankee fans really – th- you know what? Forget that. They're, they're, they know. They're realistic. Yankee fans, the ones that, at least that I mess with, are realistic. They, under- they know that they're not in a top three organization. But I think like people who think about the Yankees are always putting them at the top. But they haven't been, like you said. No, they've been very close. I think they're just on the periphery of that. I would say they're probably a top five in terms of consistency and well, development. Would you, well, yeah, I would, yeah, top top five. But that's not a Maybe. that's not a slight at the organization. No, that's a, think, that's really good. I think that there's other organizations have done it better over the last decade. But that's me. Okay. All right, let's move on. I am wearing a Cubs hat today, uh, somewhat begrudgingly because of 2016, although I'm not like Brian Cashman. I don't live in the past. <laughs> um, Seiya Suzuki, welcome to the show. Got his first uh, major league hit, albeit in spring training. It was also his first major league homer after an 0 for 8 start, I believe, with five strikeouts. So what are realistic expectations for his first year over here? I think – you need to temper the expectations a little bit. You need to, you need to grant this guy a little bit of time to figure baseball in the States out. It's different. He's playing in Chicago. It's cold in Chicago. That's something that you're going to have to deal with a lot of day games at Rigby field. That's something you have to deal with, you know, and the pitching is just completely different. Now. Yes. He started off poorly. Spring training stats don't matter. He's beloved in the clubhouse. Um, People say, you know, during live BPs, he was going off and then he finally hits his Homer. And you saw the adjustment he made, and that was huge. You know, he has a leg kick. Sometimes that leg kick ain't working for you, okay? When it's going good, continue using your leg kick. You can generate a ton of power. It wasn't going well for him, and his timing was off. He kept his foot down right there. Almost went like a no-stride type thing, loaded that way. Boom, hits a homer. If he can make adjustments like that throughout the season, you know you got a good ball player. And I think he can. He's put the numbers up. We know what he can do. It has to translate. but. For it to translate, he has to be willing and able to make adjustments. And in this spring training game, we just saw he did it. Well, it's interesting. Whenever, let's be honest here, there have been a lot more successful Japanese pitchers that sure. have come here than Japanese everyday ball players, right? Okay, there are a few exceptions. Ichiro took the world by storm in 2001. Otani did it, you know, in what was it, 2017 or 18, whatever year he was a rookie. Uh, but let's remember, he massively struggled both pitching and hitting in spring training. And I remember even having the discussion on intentional talk. Should he just be down in the minors to begin this and kind of out of sight, out of mind, you know, until he feels comfortable here and then bring him up? I remember having that discussion. Uh, Hideki Matsui was another one who was just a stud from the onset. So is he going to be that good? I don't know. I mean, I talked to a couple of people in the Cubs organization who are like, dude has massive pop. Like it's no yep. joke. And one other thing, he's got a great eye at the dish. If you mm-hmm. look at his strikeout to walk ratio, it's basically one-to-one over in Japan, which is outstanding for a guy who's hit almost 40 bombs. So if he could use that to his advantage, get the on-base percentage up. I always hear from you guys as hitters. When you start walking is when you feel comfortable at the plate. A hundred percent. That's why he was so coveted. It was the, the combination of power and plate discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is, this is the best baseball in the world. This is a level up from, from Japan. Okay. I don't care what anybody says, mm-hmm. maybe two levels up. Okay. This is a collection of all the Latin baseball players, all the American baseball players, Korean baseball players, Japanese baseball players. This is 
all whole, no holds barred best baseball in the world. So like, there's going to be an adjustment period. I think he can, and he's shown he made the adjustment that got me really excited about watching him this year. All right. I'm setting the over under at 22 and a half homers over. Wow. 25 and a half. He's right there. I think ah, he gets. I hit the number I, a second time. Yeah, he, yeah, he's good. I think that's good. Twenty five is a lot, especially you know, rookie season coming over. I think twenty five is a good number for him because he does have pop. It is Wrigley. We're gonna have those days where he's gonna hit two or three. I, I, I bet that's gonna happen a couple times. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to see him get over twenty five. I think I think he could just be this new guy on the north side of Chicago, which would be awesome. great attitude, like personality, like he's he's going to be a star. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved it when he said, I love you, Mike Trout. I thought yes. that was neat in his introductory news conference. All right. Speaking of rookies, former number two overall pick Hunter Green has made the Cincinnati Reds rotation. This is a guy that has touched 104 before in the minor leagues. How excited should the fan base be? Really excited. I mean, this guy is, um, I don't want to call him a prodigy, but that's kind of like how he was brought up. Like you remember when he was in high school. I remember when he was in high school. Like yeah. two-way player, guy throwing 100 on the bump. You just don't see that that often. He's a big boy, um, and he's done well in the minor leagues, okay? Like, uh, he hasn't pitched a ton in AAA. Like, kind of, wasn't great in AAA, but his stuff plays. Like, I told you about the heater. He's got a nasty slider, too. Uh, I know this offseason, he was working out at Pepperdine with Marcus Stroman. So, I think Reds fans should be happy about that. Let's see what kind of tricks he took from Marcus. I'm sure he learned a lot from him. Um, I would expect him to come up. And again, like he's going to have to make some adjustments. He's going to have to locate his pitches. Can't just try to blow it by everybody. Um, but be excited. And I start to think like, wow, you guys have some good pitching. And what, what if you had some good hitters? Oh, we just traded your good hitters. Yeah. And by the way, Reds, I trade, don't know, man. They might trade one or two more of their good pitchers before it's this all guy's good though. as well. Uh, they should be very excited, right? Whenever you draft a guy in the top, you know, three to five, it's there's this huge jolt of energy. Like you're like, yes, I can't wait. And then he disappears for years. Yeah. <laughs> and particularly a guy who's had Tommy John down in the minors. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me is he has only 179 yeah. minor league innings under his belt. I mean, that feels really light for somebody. It doesn't it? Yeah. 106 last year. Yeah. I mean, he's working his way back up. So yeah, you have to, you have to temper your innings expectation. I mean, I think that they're going to give him, they're going to skip some starts. They're yep. going to be very cautious about his pitch count. Uh, but you know, if he shows he can handle it and he's feeling good, like maybe we, what do you think? 130, 140 this year? Yeah, maybe? I think it really also depends a lot on where they are in the standings, which you and I think they're going to be battling it out for fourth place at best. So you think an early shutdown is that's what you're thinking? Yeah, I think that you just kind of space out his starts and see how he feels. Listen, don't joke, he is a large human being and he big is boy. big and strong. One other quick thing I've got with you okay. what is the difference for a hitter? between seeing a hundred and seeing 95? A slight difference. I think once you get to 95, you know, that's, you know, I don't know. There's a slight difference, but it's all about location, especially in the big leagues. I can hit, if you're throwing a hundred and it's just flat and you're throwing it over the, the middle of the plate, like you're going to get banged on. We've seen that time and time again. So, you know, you have to have a little bit of movement on it, a little bit of, you know, action. And then location is the biggest thing in the big leagues. Stay in the peripheral of the strike zone and you'll be good. Okay. All right. Uh, so we go from a rookie to old school. Zach Greinke gets the opening day nod for the Kansas City Royals in 2022. That is a dozen years 
after his last opening day assignment for the Royals. So that is the largest gap we've ever had between two different stints with one team. So is this story really kind of cool or not a big deal to you? I think it's really cool. Uh, Zach is one of those guys who I feel like everyone, if you're in the baseball world, you, you know about him. I don't think a lot of people that really know him, he doesn't put himself out there a ton, but he, uh, he's one of those guys that you talk to his teammates. They're like, we love this guy. Like he mm -hmm. is, he's something else. I remember my first time facing him and you know, this is Zach fucking Grinky, Right. And I came back and I was like, what's, what's all the hoopla about? Like, how has this guy had so much success? I saw him really well. Second time I faced him, he must not have been on the first day because the second time I couldn't even see the ball. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, this, oh, I get it now. And, and since that day, I've just had nothing but respect for him. So this is cool. It's cool for him. It's cool for the Royals organization. Um, I, I love stories like this. Wait, what year did you come up? First year was 2010. Okay. So was he still in Kansas City or had he, I, he been traded? I believe the, through? No, I believe the first... He was traded the next year, I think. I believe the first time I faced him, he was with the Royals. Yeah. And the second time I faced him, he wasn't. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because he moved on to Milwaukee and then the Angels, which was weird, and then the Dodgers, and then the Diamondbacks, and then the Astros. Where, By the way, he was the opening day, opening day starter a year ago for the Astros and pitched six shutout innings against the A's. So, you know, it was interesting. I, I, I read um, – a story on this and Mike Matheny basically said the day we signed Zach Cranky is the day we decided he was going to be the opening day starter he said that's what we want you to do we want you to set the tone we want you to be the leader out here and it is fascinating I mean I've talked to a bunch of guys that have been teammates of his and he is he's one of one on, on many levels right the way is there any yeah is there anyone who's like a hall of famer who we like know less about or like have like really interacted with less like well i, I mean i want to i want to get to know him more we know about his you know he, he hasn't yeah. hit from the social anxiety disorder sure. you know that's a big thing for him um he's just way different like there there was a tremendous column and i believe it was in the athletic maybe at the toward the end of last season where they all they did was talk to former teammates and all it was was like one-liners about him and they just kind of wove the story back and forth about what he does in between. You know, I mean, we had a great episode of the Rose Rotation last year with Miguel Rojas and Justin Turner, where Don Mattingly was having like this really important story or important meeting about, you know, guys, we got to get it going. Let's focus all this sort of stuff. Does anybody have anything? And Granky raised his hand and said, yeah, he goes, I have a real problem not enough people are washing their hands when they come out of the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm team Grinky on that one. I know, right? I'm, I'm team Grinky for sure right there. Yeah, I mean, in that case, you just want to give elbows instead of like oh, this. Hey, 17 years in the show already. He'll have 18 by the time this year is over. I mean, what a career he's had. I, 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 yeah, I want more people to like find out about him and stuff, but I, I, you know. Do you have his numbers up right now? I do. Okay. Is he at 3,000 strikeouts yet? He is at 2,809, a 73.1 career award. I mean, the guy's a Hall of Famer. It's like, no, uh, first, I don't know about a first ballot. I don't know how they do things nowadays, right. but he's a Well, he's got one Cy Young. How many more top five Cy Young finishes? There's got to be three or four. Oh, let me get over here. How do I, how do, I do this? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
All right, I'm, 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 I messed this up. That's okay. I'll get there. Please hold. I'll I'll bring him up. What? Yeah, there's there's an easier way to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good with the tech, but it won't let me slide over on the page. Okay, but no, I got it fine. now. I got it now. So we got a Cy Young, we got a Cy Young eight, a Cy Young seven, a Cy Young two, a Cy Young four. Okay, so that's four couple MVP vote seasons. He's got the Gold Gloves one, two, three, four, yeah. five, six Gold Gloves. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, seven what? in a row. Excuse me. His ERA plus is one twenty three. So, you know, as long as he's got to get two more years to get uh, the strikeouts, the 3,000 strikeouts, and that's really kind of a magical number. For the I don't think part. it matters. I don't think that matters. You don't think so? No, I think he's, I, I think he's already there. Okay. Yeah. When he was on, man, he was on, and he was dominant for like six or seven seasons. He had so. a season with a 166 ERA. I know. In 2015 with the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, he was filthy, dude. He was filthy. All right, last thing. Uh, MLB announced this Home Run Derby X, which is a worldwide competition. It's got really funky rules. It's got four former major leaguers, some stars, some influencers. Games will be played in London, in Seoul, South Korea, in Mexico City. Any interest in this thing? Hello, no. is this microphone working? <laughs> I'm trying to be nice about this, heroes. I'm trying to be nice about it. I even joked on my Twitter, like, hey, maybe maybe me, Foolish Baseball, and yeah. Ashton will be the Braves representatives. That's funny. But, like, this thing is – it's silly. It is silly. I don't understand it. If you watch the promo video, what was that about? There was zero baseball – if you just watched that and had no, like, caption or anything, you'd be like, what, what is this for? Mm-hmm. So, so is this a I, case of trying too hard? Yes. Mm-hmm. They're looking for ways to, you know, get people engaged, new people, new fans. This is not it. No one's why was there a, why was there fire in the video? Like a big X. Like what was that about? Because it's called Home Run Derby X. I'm not interested in it. I got to be honest with you. I feel bad because, you know, I want MLB to do stuff like this, get out of their comfort mm-hmm. zone, but this this first thing they're doing is was a miss. So it feels a little bit, anybody that's over like the age of 35 will know what this is, I think. MTV used to do a series called Rock and Jock. Of course I know what that is. Okay. Yeah. Right? That, that is cool. Now, it feels a little bit like this, but it's harder to understand. Anytime you come out with something and people are confused about what it is, that's not a win. That is not a I'm. They're like, yeah, it's kind of a weird looking baseball field, but you get 25 pitches and you can't take any more than 10. But if you hit it in this area and they make a catch, then they get 25. Po- I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this? What is it? Yeah. I, have, I have a headache. That's exactly like what I think. What is this? Now the rock and jock you speak of, like that's that the formula still could work. You have to do it in the off season. You have to have like the elite players there. Like have Mookie and Mike out there, have Shohei out there dropping absolute nukes. And then you have to have like real A-list celebrities be a part of it. They do the softball celebrity game before the all-star event. That's not as fun. You need like real big time players to be involved. Like when A-Rod and Griffey were there, like I remember that. Like that was cool. Like we could do that still. I mean, there's countless other things. This, Homer Derby. saying that Giovanni Soto isn't moving the dial? No, no, no. This isn't, this isn't doing anything for me. But that's, you know what? How about this? I don't like this, but I am applauding MLB for trying something. 
and I do want to see how it plays out. I will be interested in watching it only because I want to see what it is. Cause I'm so through me wrong. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. So I will, if the idea is to get pique my interest to the point where I will look at it come, I think the first one's in July or something, something like that. You'll look at it because you like baseball, but like nobody yes. that doesn't like baseball is like, Oh, can't wait for July. Yeah. <laughs> like what? All right. What do you have coming up on John boy media? More TPPs um, coming out. We did a bunch of stuff. Uh, a lot of them. We're actually recording more right after this. And then uh, I believe the final game of the Blitzball tournament for 10K is tonight. Oh, Forgotten Rotten back against baggage. I am coming for blood, although Jake is something else. Yeah. At least to this point, he has been the MVP of the tournament. I don't think there's any question, but you have a chance to put your stamp on it. Vinny Rotino does tonight as well. And there's a lot of people that have been asking. They say, well, hold on. I thought it was double elimination. We made this very clear from the onset. It was double yeah. elimination until the championship game. So this is winner takes all tonight. Winner take all. And I still cannot believe. Never mind. You can't believe that they beat. Never the mind. The tournament? Never mind. Yeah. I mean that. Yes. I'm shocked that they beat us, but you know, here we go. We'll see. What do you got, ma'am? Uh, the 100th episode of the Chris Rose rotation is out for public consumption. Trevor May, who was the first co-host on episode number one, is also the co-host for episode number 100. We talk a ton about the Mets moves, the expectations, what folks Showalter told them. Uh, we've dropped a great clip about Max Scherzer, how, he, how uh, Trevor compares him to the Michael Jordan mentality, which I thought was really interesting. I like in that. Competition. I really like that. Um, midway through his camera went out, which was fascinating. We completed the rest of it and, uh, put up an amazing photo in his place. Um, <laughs> doesn't he have like all the cool tech stuff? He's a tech he guy. He is the most technically sound person in baseball. <laughs> and all of a sudden it took a crap in the middle of it. I love Trevor May. He, he has been telling, he told me about like how big some of these video game and streaming was going to be in 2015. He's been on the forefront of Oh, yeah. everything so yep. i like him a lot but he's dialed it back a little bit he didn't even know about the will smith versus chris rock thing until he's in he's in like new york 36 bro. hours after it happened if i'm in new york i'm like that's what i feel like yeah so it was very as always a fascinating conversation he's uh he takes us to a lot of good places so we've got that coming up there love that uh we are back at it again on friday right you're you're still around april 1st Okay, first of the yeah. month. That's not, and we're we're going to be six days away from baseball that counts. I April love Fool's it. Day. It's amateur day to me. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, you are a, you're a jokester, bro. No, you you're not. Let your let your any pre-planned comedy is ridiculous. Comedy as it flows is genius. In my opinion. Quoted. That's why it's Chris so hard Rose. to do sitcoms. That's why it's so hard. That's why there's so. So few sitcoms. I was going to tell you this earlier. We're we'll ending the show right now. You're an American icon. I love you, C. Rose. You're a sweet man. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Dan Rourke. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We'll see you Friday on Baseball Today.